Hey, this is the Mark Butler Show, episode 22. Thanks for listening. It's always fun to show up and have this conversation with you. I know it's a little bit one-sided, but I love to have this conversation with you each week. Share some thoughts and feelings and experiences that I've had trying to build a product-driven online business. And if you're not on the newsletter yet, I think you got to go get on the newsletter at markbutler.com. A couple of weeks ago, I, I sent out a newsletter about some conversations I had with millionaire friends of mine who gave me some simple but crucial insights into what's holding me back from achieving at that level. Now, whether your goal is to make a million dollars a year or not, it doesn't really matter. You'll find in that content, in that newsletter, that these people really nailed what my problems are, and I bet you share some of those. So go to markbutler.com, sign up for the newsletter, and you'll find it's that kind of content I send out every Friday afternoon, and I don't think you want to miss it. I'd love to share it with you, so go to markbutler.com, opt into the newsletter. This week I've had a phrase rattling around in my head, and that phrase is signs of life. And it's probably because Let's Do the Books is still very young. Let's Do the Books is my video course that teaches solopreneurs how to become their own CFO, master their business finances, and at the same time, master their personal finances. So Let's Do the Books is still a very new project. I have a goal to sell 700 people into that, into that program in the next year, which is now more like eight months. And at this point, I've sold about 16, 17. I had a couple in the last week or so, which is always, it's always exciting. And it's maybe part of why I have this signs of life phrase banging around in my head. But over the last 10 years, I've had the opportunity as a business owner and also as a coach, consultant, advisor, and friend to see people and myself in the very early stages of projects and businesses. And in those very early stages, it's the hardest time to be in business because you don't have any of the sexy results that you can celebrate or that you think you should celebrate, uh, that you can publicize, that people can, can cheer for. And those big, sexy results that people really want to publicize, of course, are number one, dollars. They want to be able to say, I'm making this much money or you know, the project is doing this well in terms of revenue. That's the biggest thing they want to celebrate and publicize. The second biggest thing is usually list size oh, I added 500 people to my list this month, or I have 10,000 people on my list now. That's something that's easy to celebrate because we all know that a big, vibrant email list is a pretty good sign of your ability to earn money in a web-based business, whether as a coach, consultant, product seller, software business, whatever. A big email list that's active and engaged is a great sign of life. From there, the next kind of sexy stat that people can celebrate is web traffic. Oh, I've got this many visitors per day or my, my, organi- my organic traffic has grown by 50% or whatever. You could also think, point to things like podcast downloads. You could point to book sa- sales in the Amazon store if you're an author. All of these things that are sort of what I call downstream results that are the things we want to celebrate. The reasons we got into business in the first place was to be able to see these stats on the spreadsheet or in the online report or or whatever, and, and celebrate those. The problem is those are downstream results, meaning they're in the future, especially if you're very new in a project or in a business. Those results will come later. It may not take as long as you worry that it will take, but it will often take much longer than you wish it would take. So something I've done with myself and I'm doing with myself right now and also something I've done with friends and clients in the past is to help them focus on other signs of life in the project that hint at the success of the project and inspire them to just keep moving in the right direction. And the thing about these signs of life is that they're subtle. 
And because they're subtle, they're easy to miss. And because they're subtle, even when you recognize them, sometimes you devalue them because they're not the big sexy numbers that you're seeing posted online or that you've put, you've written down in your goals. They're easy to either miss completely or diminish when the reality is they should be celebrated just as much as the big revenue, just as much as the big list size, because they're the things that will create the big list, achieve the big revenue. The first big sign of life that I use is actually my own inputs, my own effort. If you listen to success podcasts, success books, programs, whatever, you hear successful people tell their stories, they will almost always want to share first the story of the period of time in which they were working really, really hard and not seeing the results that they wanted. So they're in the same position that you and I are, where they're inspired by their idea, they're pursuing it, but the results aren't coming yet, or the the big exciting results aren't coming yet, and they're just grinding. So the first sign of life that I use in any project is to say, am I grinding? And, And looking for evidence that I'm grinding, looking for evidence that I'm putting in the effort day in and day out. Am I podcasting every week? Am I sending my newsletter every week? Am I trying to improve my product every day so that my product is worthy of word of mouth advertising, word of mouth referrals? Am I grinding? If I'm doing those things, then I take that as a sign of life in the project because I know having listened to all the success podcasts and success programs and read the biographies and the autobiographies that I'm doing what they did. So in the absence of any other sign of life, any other evidence that I'm going to be successful, I can at least say that successful person was working really, really hard day in and day out. So am I. So if nothing else, I can at least take that as evidence that I'm headed in the right direction. I'm working hard. Now, that doesn't mean I'm effective. Something that I'm working on really, really hard in my business right now is increasing my consistency. And I'm actually giving myself a little bit of a pass on being effective, which might sound funny, but because I'm a person who tends to over-optimize or prematurely optimize, it's a bigger problem for me to be inconsistent than it is for me to be ineffective. So in other words, I'm not as concerned if any particular activity is blowing it out of the water in terms of results or in terms of, uh, of doing it right or making it amazing. Right now, I'm more concerned with just doing it a lot, whether that's podcasting, newsletters, YouTube videos, whatever. I'm focused on being consistent because I know that after forming the habit of consistency, then I can focus on effectiveness. So I'm trying to get those things in the right order. But that consistency is a big sign of life in a business. If someone tells me that they want to pursue a particular business, I'm actually less interested in what their idea is, what their project is, and I'm more interested in what activity, and I'm more interested in what their day-to-day activity and effort look like. Because if a person won't put in the activity and effort, then they're probably a person who's waiting for the idea to create the win instead of the effort to create the win. But if the effort is there, the win will come. Last night I I happened to be at uh, dinner with a good friend who was telling me about a goal that he had set, I don't know, five, 10 years ago. He wanted to pay off his house before he was 30 years old. And what he told me was when he set that goal, he had a very specific plan in mind for how that goal would be achieved. And he did achieve it 
And the path to getting there looked nothing like the original plan that he made. Now, that was a big insight for me because I tend to be a person who wants to sit calmly, quietly with my whiteboard, map it all out. I want it to be perfect. And then after I've done that, the first time it doesn't go according to that you know, overly simplified plan, I want to give up. But he was a reminder to me that you set the goal, you make your best plan for getting there, and then two weeks later, the plan goes out the window, but the goal doesn't change and the effort doesn't change. So this is why I'm saying effort and activity are a major sign of life in any project because it, it's, a, it's a recognition on the part of the person pursuing that goal that the plan is important, but the plan will change almost as soon as it's finished. So what really matters is the effort and the activity. And if you're putting in the effort and the activity and you're listening to feedback as it comes in, then you will iterate and you will evolve and you will make steady progress toward that goal. But you've got to keep moving forward. So that's the, the first and biggest sign of life. The other big sign of life that I want to talk to you about today is is one-on-one feedback. You see, especially in web-based businesses, what we really want to see are those stats I already mentioned. We want to see revenue. We want to see opt-ins. We want to see traffic. We want to see things that fit cleanly into a spreadsheet. But when the business is new, actually the most important sign of life, other than your own effort and the evidence that you have that you're willing to do the work, the most important sign of life, I think, is whether you're getting feedback from people that they're appreciating and valuing the effort that you're putting in. For example, a lot of times people get really hung up on email open rates as an indicator of health or, you know, sickness in a business. Oh, my open rates are only 10% or I'm, I'm awesome because my open rates are 60% with my email, with my newsletter. And I would say that's an okay indicator that people are appreciating your work, but I don't think it's great. I think a much better indicator of the health of your message and whether people are engaging with you or, and, and liking what you're doing is the click rate in your emails that you send. So if you're sending a newsletter, you need to put some kind of link in there every single time just to see how many people click that link. I don't care what you're linking to. It's best if you link to something of yours, some call to action that brings them closer to you, of course. But even if you're linking out to some random article online that you think is interesting and benefits your readers, what you really want to look at is how much of the time that link is getting clicked because that shows you it's a, it's a really good sign of life that people are engaging with your content and that they trust you enough to click that link. So I regularly get 40 to 50% open rates on my emails, on my newsletter, and I'm happy about that but I'm more interested in an email that gets a 10% click rate, meaning they click through from the email to somewhere else, rather than a 2% click rate. And if I get a 2% click rate instead of a 10% click rate, I'm kind of like, okay, well, what did I do in the 10% one? What, how did I add value there that I didn't add in the one that only got 2%? The number of clicks that you get in an email newsletter is a pretty good sign of life, whether you have 10 people on your list or 10,000 people on your list. It's a hint as to whether or not you're connecting with your audience. An even better hint as to whether or not you're connecting is the number of replies you get to your newsletter or, you know, to your blog post for that matter. I mean, I don't, I don't blog much anymore in in a traditional sense, but it's the same kind of thing with comments. If what you send gets people to reply either positively or negatively, I sent a newsletter a couple of weeks ago where I got a couple of uh, negative replies to that newsletter 
I got about five times as many positive replies to that newsletter, but I was just as happy about the negative replies because it just shows that the newsletter I'm sending is inspiring some sort of emotion, which means there's a connection. And where there's emotion and connection, there can eventually be sales because sales don't happen without emotion and connection. So along with clicks in emails that you send out, I think replies to those emails are a great, great sign in your business that, it, that something is going well. And to be honest, if you're not getting any replies to your newsletters that you send, I wonder whether it's because A, you're not sending consistently enough so people don't feel connected to you, they don't feel like there's a conversation happening, or B, if the content you're sending is just to vanilla, if it doesn't inspire any kind of emotion, if it's not personal and relatable, if it's not something that people can either strongly agree with or strongly disagree with, then I'm glad you're sending that newsletter because some activity is better than no activity, but you might want to think, okay, how can I get more of me? Uh, My friend Josh said the other day, you've got to be aggressively you in your messaging. Oh, that was brilliant. You know, am I being aggressively Mark Butler in my content, meaning sharing my strong opinions, my strong uh, feelings, my, my experiences, my fear. If I'm doing that, I'm probably getting replies to my newsletters. And if I'm getting replies to my newsletters, I bet I can make sales when I ask for them. So that's a really great sign of life. Are people clicking on the links in your emails are they replying to your emails or commenting on your blog posts or your Facebook posts or whatever, whatever way you communicate with your people? Are they engaging with it? If they are not, then you've got to learn how to spice things up a little bit. Not spice them up in like a clickbait kind of way, but spice them up in a way that's, that's like I'm sharing a more honest and more true version of myself and my story that allows people to feel a connection to me. So those are big signs of life for me. Am I getting that kind of engagement when I actually put messaging out there into the world. But some people will say, you know, I don't even have an email list yet. Well, you should start one immediately and, and start to add people to it however you can. But until you have enough people on that email list to start to get some engagement, then the signs of life really come in one-on-one conversations. They come from people giving you feedback and giving you appreciation for advice or help that you've given them one-on-one. I was at lunch yesterday with a different friend, and we were talking about how he's been full-time freelance as a designer for a little over a year now, maybe 18 months. Before that, he was in you know the corporate world. He was a really successful designer for a big software company that you've heard of. And he wanted to go be freelance. He got, wanted to go work for himself, but he was scared to make that leap. Well, Somewhere in that period of time, I was on a podcast, and I think I shared the podcast on Facebook after the podcast host posted it, and my friend happened to listen to it. I didn't know that he listened to it. He talked to me later about it, and I really, really liked what he had to say on that podcast. Well, later on, he told me that the ideas I shared on that podcast were a major factor in his decision to leave his high-paying corporate gig and become full-time freelance. And when he made that transition, by the way, he, he, I think, just about doubled his income going from corporate to freelance. And he said, what you shared on that podcast 
really helped me talk myself through some of the fears that I had around making that leap. And then I made it and it's been, it's been fantastic. So I'm really grateful for what you said on that podcast. Well, that's a sign of life, right? That I have something to offer people, that my insights can be valuable, that, that just a conversation with me can produce a good result for a person. And of course, you know I'm not saying that from a cocky place. I believe that about all of us. All of us have the ability, just by being good listeners and sharing our experiences and our insights, have the ability to help other people move toward their goals, So when he told me that, that was a major sign of life that I'm on the right track in my business in general, in my desire to help people and to serve people. And that inspired me to move forward. A couple other conversations have happened. In fact, this same friend told me, hey, do you remember when we had lunch a couple of months ago and you told me about that tool, that design tool that you read about? That conversation with you has saved me, I don't even know how many hours in the last few months because I bought that tool and now I use it all day, every day. And I thought, man, that's great because it, it validated something I believe about myself. I believe that I'm a person who likes to take in a bunch of information, process it. And then when I'm talking to a person, I'm kind of drawing on all that information that I've processed and all the experiences that I've had. And I'm saying, hey, here's something I think you need to think about. Now, in this case, it was just this one little design tool. I'm not even a designer, but this cool design tool that I came across pointed him in the direction of that tool. And he says it saved him hundreds of hours. That's a sign of life that I have value to give people. I have another friend who over the course of one lunch, he was talking about a lot of problems he was having in his business and we talked and talked and talked about it. And I finally said, you know what? You know how you have that monthly payment option for your product? I think you should eliminate it. I think if you eliminate that problem, it'll be a domino that knocks over a bunch of other dominoes and really improves the business. And again, I'm not bragging. It's not like I gave some amazing advice. I just took everything he was telling me and I kind of synthesized it down into, huh, I wonder if you should look here. And he did. And months later, he said, you know, that one choice has changed so much about my business for the better. What's also interesting about that is I was not the only person whose advice he sought in that situation. And in fact, I told him to drop the monthly, monthly plan, but it was not me that convinced him to do it. He, went, he had a conversation with someone else, and they were the one that he told me, said, yeah, I talked to so-and-so, and I told him about, ah, maybe I should drop this monthly option, and he was just like, oh, yeah, absolutely, and he told me why he thought so, and, and it was that guy's opinion that really held the most weight. Does that mean that my, my insight wasn't valuable? Of course not. It just means he needed to hear it from more than one person in order to make make that move. It's still a sign of life that I have value to give to the world and that anything I'm doing to help people solve their problems, give people insights into their problems is, is good. And I need to keep moving in that direction. I can't give up on my desire to do that through coaching, consulting, and online products because I'm getting these hints from different friends that I have value to offer in that way. So I think these are the signs of life you've got to be looking for in your own business, especially if you're in a situation where you feel like, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't think this is going to work. I'm afraid this won't work. You've got to look to, number one, your effort and your consistency. Number two, the digital signs of life in the form of clicks in your emails and replies to your emails that you're sending, comments on your Facebook posts, Uh, comments on your blog post, whatever it is. And if you don't have those, you got to back up even one more level 
You've got to be having one-on-one conversations with people, and you've got to be using their positive feedback and their gratitude as a sign that you're on track. And you know what? If you're not even getting that, you still can't be discouraged. All you need to do is ramp up the effort, have more conversations to put yourself in a position to get that positive feedback so you can keep moving forward. I've probably told you before about a book called The Dip by Seth Godin. Go read that book. In that book, he talks about how with any project, you're either in a dip or you're in a cul-de-sac. Now, a cul-de-sac is a dead end. And what he's saying is no amount of effort, no amount of time will ever cause you to break through. And if you're in a cul-de-sac, you need to get out of that cul-de-sac. You need to start a different project. He said, fortunately, most projects are not cul-de-sacs. Most of the time, we're just in what he calls the dip. And the dip is, is this long period of time where we're grinding away in a project, grinding away, trying to develop a new skill, trying to build a business, and we're not getting the signs that we want, and then we quit. And in this book, Seth Godin says, the key to all success is getting through the dip and thriving through the dip. It's being in that long period of time, that long slog, where you're not getting the applause or the money that you want and embracing that and finding a way to enjoy it because that's when almost everyone else will quit. And if you're one of the rare few who don't quit during the dip, then you will get a disproportionate percentage of the rewards later. You will win on a scale that you didn't even think was possible. That's what I'm banking on. That's what I want. So I'm going to look at these signs of life that are not the sexiest, not those that you'll read about in blog posts, usually, or on Facebook. But I'm going to lean on those signs of life to get myself through the dip so that I can hit the big goals that I have. Thanks again for listening as always. By the way, one little sign of life, I was talking to my little brother the other day about, he asked me how the podcast is going. I said, you know, the podcast is getting about 100 downloads per episode now. And see, that's a number that I would almost apologize for or be a little bit embarrassed about. Like, oh, 100, that's not very many. But you know what? Talk about a sign of life. There are 100 people, as of this date, you know, October something, 2017, about 100 people are tuned in to the Mark Butler show. That's actually amazing. And I love it. I'm grateful for it. Someday it might be 1,000. Someday it might be 10,000. But for right now, I'm going to be excited and grateful for the hundred of you that tune in with some regularity and I'll keep showing up because I'm going to get through the dip and I'm going to win. I hope you're enjoying how you spend your days in your work, in your projects, hang in there, look for the signs of life that will, that will inspire you to keep going. And I will talk to you next week.